And he, and he said, Coruscant is real. I've been there. And I just crushed me, crushed me. And I was like, yes, you have, baby. And I knew that he got it. You know, that the magic of Star Wars, the magic of filmmaking. It just took him a while to process it and try to put it into words. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's The Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Medela. Dads, when it comes to helping your partner or spouse with breastfeeding, only cleaning the baby bottles just won't cut it. You need to do more. Ask your spouse what you can do to help with the transition when she goes back to work. I remember helping my wife in different ways when she returned to work, like getting the breast milk bags at her office if she had to go somewhere after work. If you're running a team or looking to be an advocate, talk to your team and HR department about how your office can offer support for breastfeeding employees. Plus, with the infant form crisis, new guidelines from the American Academy of Pediatrics, a receding global health pandemic, and a spike in inflation all placing increasing pressure on new parents returning to work who need support to continue breastfeeding. The normalized breastfeeding drum keeps on beating. Culture acceptance is here to stay. Thankfully, Medela is leading that drumbeat with their Kin program. Kin is a customizable single-source solution from Medela and Mamava that opens up a world of best-in-class technology, resources, accessories, specifically designed for new and expecting parents. Employees get the support they need to successfully balance their career with breastfeeding and a growing family. Medela is doing their part. Now it is up to us. Learn more at medela.us slash kin. That's medela.us slash k-i-n. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. And if you know, of course, the podcast, you know that I'm a big Star Wars fan. So I'm so lucky and fortunate to have this guy, Omid Abtahi. We're going to talk about father. We're going to talk about the Mandalorian. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. He's a voice actor. Love voice actors, as everybody knows that listen to the show. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things. But Omid, thanks for taking the time, sir. Oh, it's my pleasure. The The art of fatherhood is is my favorite art form, <laughs> form of art. <laughs> Thanks, man. And again, big fan of uh, your character, uh, Dr. Pershing. We're going to get that in a second. But man, I think and you responded to everybody saying thank you very much for the kind words. You posted a picture on your Twitter account just saying like, it was fortunate enough to like work with John Favreau, who you really enjoy, you know, their, his work and all that. And then to be on the Mandalorian in the Star Wars universe, then have your son also work with you as, you know, be a stand in or as an extra. And the picture of you guys like just being on Coruscant together. I, I loved it, man. So talk a little bit about what that meant to you as an actor where and I know that you talked about, especially as, as you become a dad, you want to have roles that you and your son can enjoy. So just that right there just proves to me like this must have been one of the ultimate moments where work and you know family come together in such a beautiful way right oh it was amazing to say like i i dreamed of something like this would be false because i I wouldn't dream this large you know but yeah most of the work i've done in my acting career uh is not i mean when he's 18 he can start watching it (laughs) and maybe never (laughs) but uh yeah like when i uh just just for the the love of what I do, being able to share it with who I love, like sharing what I love with who I love and, and my career and personal life intersecting on that special day, it was just unreal. I, I would, I'm all over the place trying to figure out how to, to say this, but um, let me just say I was very lucky because I had to sit down with over Zoom with the director, Lee Isaac Chung, and we were talking about the script and talking about the character arc and, uh, you know, just 
because we're both the same age. I said, I said, are you a dad? He said, yeah, yeah, I have a daughter. And I said, are you going to bring them on set? And he said, you can't have um, visitors on set because of COVID. Uh, he said, but uh, I can, I, I was able to put my wife and daughter in the show so they can come visit me at work so they can go through the Disney COVID protocol. Yeah. And I said, get out. And he said, why do you have a son? I said, yes. And I said, he, and I'm, he's the biggest star Wars fan, like, in the world he's a he's a as we all know kids are like sponges in general but for him specifically star wars at that time was the most important thing to him and he said would you like to have your son come on set and i was flabbergasted i said yes absolutely and within five minutes somebody called they said let's get the paperwork going let's bring your son on set and if i can be honest he got the vip treatment when he was there he got to try on different costumes he got to see behind the scenes he got to meet you know grogu and when i say when you meet grogu it takes four people to bring him to life so when we went to the i think it's called legendary fx or something like that and the team brought him to life and grogu took out his hand to to shake my son's hand he got to see how the set worked and all the planets and stuff like that and at the end of the day i was like uh miles miles is his name i was like what um so like of all the things you've seen, like what's what stood out to you the most? And he's like, Daddy. I'm like, yeah. He's like, the chocolate croissants were amazing. So that's what he got out of it. That's what I thought he got out of it, right? Yeah. I was like, of course, Crafty wins the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't till later that night. I was like, because, you know, I, you have kids. Anybody who has kids are like, how was your day? What happened in school? It was good. Nothing. You know, those kind of answers. They give you nothing. Yeah, no, you go somewhere, you take them on like an awesome vacation. What was the best part? The vending machines in the hotel where we got peanut M&Ms. I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh, he totally missed the point. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's 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 completely normal. So he just didn't give me very much. I was hoping it was more of an experience for him and had more of an impact. And it wasn't until like bedtime. And, you know, bedtime is they're they're very truthful at bedtime. A lot of stuff comes out when the lights are off and they start telling you about random things in the day. It just was a special moment. Uh, I turned off the lights, I kissed him goodnight and I was about to leave. And, you know, like I said, the tweet, he tweet, he was like, hey daddy. And I was like, yeah, baby. He's like, and he, I could just tell he was thinking. And he, and he said, Coruscant is real. I've been there. And I just crushed me, crushed me. And I was like, yes, you have baby. And I knew that he got it. You know, that the magic of Star Wars, the magic of filmmaking, just took him a while to process it and try to put it into words so it just it's unreal man i still i still it's gonna be a forever memory you know so yeah i yeah i love that and again just you know you know this man and just with that experience like when you hear star wars there's gonna be certain parts in your life i'm 43 and the, the idea of just like different parts of my childhood uh teenage like when i was a teenager is when like the prequels came out and now sharing this with my kids my wife is a star wars fan too but like there's different parts of star wars that hits you at different ages for different reasons and you guys are going to have that moment forever and i love that that is just oh man so lovely and thank you very much for sharing that i mean when i saw that tweet i'm like i would love to talk to Reed on this show let's talk yeah. about like fatherhood and just like geek out on star wars but we're going to get into the, you know, Mandalorian and stuff and voice acting in a second, but talk a little bit about when you found out you were going to be a dad, what was going through your mind, man. I just, I just remember, uh, I went with a cruise with a bunch of buddies and we had a really good time. 
and we were in the process of trying to have a bit make a baby you know yeah and i came back and i was like sweetie i think i need two weeks to detox uh, you don't you don't you don't want what's inside me right now <laughs> that's the best way i can put it <laughs> she's like well uh i don't think we need it because i think i'm pregnant and i was like what and it just absolutely floored me but listen i i knew I've always wanted this more than anything in my life. I wanted to, I've had a great father, had a great parents. I wanted to experience the love that you have. It's just, it's just the greatest form of love for your child. So I knew I always wanted this. Um, and I don't, I don't want to get into specifics, but like uh, we had, it was really rough, man. Like the birth was rough. Uh, we were in the NICU for two months. We didn't know if he was going to make it. We didn't know what the quality of his life was going to be. So um, he's, he's, he's quite literally um, a, a medical miracle is what they call him. So that just amplifies everything, every experience I've ever had, every opportunity that he has. It just makes me like I was watching him at his school musical yesterday. And I was also crying because I was, I was glad I got to experience this. I was glad he got to experience this. He's a special human being, man. I used up all my wishes in the early days. So I have I have nothing to complain about for the rest of my life. Man, thank you very much for sharing that. And I, yeah. I know it, it's tough to kind of relive those moments, but yeah, people that listen to my podcast, he, like they'll say like I've been where Amit is, and like I've I've had those issues. We had to be in the NICU, and sometimes we take things for granted. Sometimes like people are like, oh, we're trying, and all all of a sudden, you know, they became pregnant. Like, all right, great, but like, and there's you know, thankfully there's no issue with childbirth, but like the ones that have that experience like yourself and your wife and you're just like, oh, and, and like you said, like you used up all your wishes, but like you guys take that for, you, know, you don't take anything for granted, especially Nothing. your son. So you gotta, Nothing. it's, it was really bad that you went through that, but it puts you in a perspective. It's like, yeah, he might be kind of being annoying today, but you know what? I love this annoyance. I would take this annoyance over anything else. Right. Oh, for sure. He has like, he's put a hole in our wall by accident. And my wife is like, why don't you patch that? I'm like, it's because it's proof that he's here, you know, like, yeah. nope. also I'm a little lazy, but like, like yeah. but it's proof that he's here. Drywall yeah. stinks, by the way. <laughs> I'm just going to say, even with those repair kits, like I'm good yeah. with certain things, but drywall, I hate doing that putty. I'll just say that right there. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll do the putty, but I have to take the whole, everything down. I have to repaint the whole thing. And I, <laughs> I, but listen, every time I look at it, I just think of the day he just busted into our room and just slammed the door into the, the wall. Um, but you're right. I just I'm, I'm grateful for everything. I don't take anything for granted, not even for a second when it comes to being a father and and just life in general now. So that's why it was. Yeah, it kind of is. Everything is just emotional when it comes to that little guy for me. So, yeah, man. And, you know, just kind of learning more about your store and kind of doing some research on you and just, you know, just finding your background. I know that, of course, being to where you are, man. Hard work has got to be there on the top of the list. But talk about some of the other core values you're looking to instill into him as he's growing up. The biggest thing is is not to be afraid of trying, not to be afraid of failure. The only kind of failure in my eyes is the when you don't try, when you're too scared to try. Um, I, I was I just I don't know I don't want to I don't think it was my parents' fault. I just think it's just my personality. But like I was always afraid to do stuff if I didn't think I was going to be good at it. And it wasn't until later in life that I embraced failure or the just just embrace the fear of failure and just wanting to challenge myself in different ways. And it's an ongoing struggle, um, but it's something I want to instill him at an early age because I want him to just at least you can be afraid of a lot of things, but just don't be afraid of failure, you know? So that's, 
that's what comes to my mind. Nice. Yeah. My, my daughter, my oldest daughter at the time when she was in sixth grade, one of her teachers said, so you know what, does anybody know what fail stands for? And everyone's like, he's like first attempt in learning. And I was like, Oh, that is great. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I was like, that's six for three. I talk about that on the podcast and it's great, you know, just to have like, they, the teacher said like, you know, and I've always said that to them. I said, I've learned more in, in high school and middle school when I got a D or an F on a paper. And then like, and I, cause I used to get A's and B's, but like at yeah. the time I'm like, oh, I'm going to mail this in all of a sudden it's like one, I got my ego checked. And then two, it's like, if it was, I was struggling, then I, I would go back and like, see what I miss. And then I'd always remember certain things. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 Same boat, man. Yeah. You got, you learn from your mistakes more than you learn from your successes, you know? No doubt. Talk a little bit about something. And I, I think you've already shared some of this stuff, but is there something that your son has taught you about life or about yourself that maybe you didn't know was there in your own personality, but your son, your son brings it out in you? Oh, he's, he's taught me so much. It, it, it goes back to that, that failure thing. When I see him scared to try stuff, it reminds me of myself. And when I'm afraid to try stuff and so it's it, you know they're they're like little mirrors of ourselves right and um oh yeah he, he just pushes me he pushes me to try to try out the things that i'm trying to teach him it's so it's so easy to preach you know but it's it's hard to like it's easy to talk but to, to walk the walk is it's a little bit more difficult and and he unknowingly pushes me to walk the walk so I can back up my talk, you know, <laughs> yeah. what is it? Dr. Seuss? Um. <laughs> no, but the, again, it's like the littlest things or the things that sound like Dr. Seuss or like when they say a baby changes everything, even though it's a cliche, but that's so true. Like the littlest things or the cliches in life are there for a reason. But like you said, like those things, what you just said right there, I might sound like Dr. Seuss, but like there is truth at that level for kids can digest it. But it's also a great reminder for parents to listen and to remember that too. It's like, cause we sometimes lose our child in our innocence and the, and the idea of discovery, right? Because we're always like taxes, mortgage, got to do this, got to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah We don't yeah. think about the mindset we had when we were a kid. So hundred percent, man, love where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love, I love sharing the artistic struggle with him. I, I know a lot of actors, I want to say a lot, but there are quite a few actors who've come out and said that like their kids don't even know that they act for a living, you know? And I'm, I'm, I make sure that he knows this is what I do. This is what I love to do. Uh, he, he knows like if there's an audition that I really want, I share with him, like, I really want this role. And so when I don't get it, he, he knows that it, you know, at least I did my best and that's all that matters, you know, and that's all I can control, you know, and you got to let everything else go. And I think those are important lessons for kids, whether, you know, it's acting or not, whatever it is in life, you know, like I, I love including him in that, not sheltering from that. Yeah. Cause then they will see like, Oh my, my dad wanted this role and my dad would did this, but he didn't get the part, but he's still, he's still pursuing his, his career, his dreams. He's still Absolutely. doing something, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Your kids think like, Oh yeah, as soon as you get older, things just snap into place and you're all good. Then when, it, when adversity hits them, they'll be like, what do I do now? Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. No the highs and lows, all of it is all part of life. So no doubt. dad hack or piece of advice you'd offer to new dads. What would you say? This is what I would say. And I've, and I've said it to new dads. I remember when I, I was about to be a dad, a lot of people, you know, would say, you're going to lose your freedom. 
And I always interpreted that as the freedom of time. Like I wasn't going to go out with my buddies anymore. I can, you know, we'd have to make sure we had childcare, this and that. Like I thought the freedom of time was what I was going to lose. But what I did lose was the freedom of my own happiness because it was directly tied to the happiness of my child. If he wasn't happy, I'm not happy. If he's not healthy, I'm not healthy. You lose that freedom in my eyes, but you gain so much I life before child uh, being a parent was it, when I look back now it seems so black and white to me and, and now it's vibrant color uh, and it's and it's the hardest thing and the best thing you're ever gonna do you know yeah. um, you're not gonna love every moment of it but I just it just but I mean yeah that's what it's what it is it's I, I would say like you, you're gonna give up that kind of freedom. Love it. No, it's a great perspective and a great piece of advice. So new dads, listen to this, take his words to heart, man. Like I said, like just besides Mandalorian and like your voice of, you know, I know you voiced Hawkman and all that and TV shows, fear of the walk, everything, right? Yeah. A lot of great things. And I know that you share the star Wars moment, but like, is there a role that impacted you through maybe the director or your team, like your co-stars or whatever, where it made you like, a, be a better actor or just in the sense of like you got you almost got your like your confidence in in in, in place because i know every time any role and all that other stuff is gonna like mess with your mind like am i good enough or whatever the case may be i've interviewed enough actors where it's like you don't take anything for granted right but yeah. is there one role that kind of stands out to you because it kind of made you a better actor or made you more aware of the business of like there's you sometimes people get lost in the fantasy of being in Hollywood doing shows and all that, but comes down to a business, right? So was yeah. there a role that kind of I wouldn't say formed you to be the actor you are because you're ever changing and all that good stuff, but is there one that's like very monumental because what it meant to you at that time and maybe how it kind of helped you along with your career? Uh yeah, there's been a a couple of them. One was like I fell into acting like I did I did like a play in high school. I'm going to try to keep this brief, but I did a play in high school and then uh, I didn't start doing acting uh, theater in college until my junior year. And uh, my, my brother served overseas um, during, you know, 9-11 at post 9-11, stuff like that. Um, he was in the army and I found that acting was it was it was a vessel it was it was cathartic in a way where i got to work on my inner turmoil and there was this play i did in in college uh that i took all that angst all that i mean there was i remember there was nights where i was just like crying like on the floor because i felt so helpless as an older brother to have my younger brother overseas and there's nothing i can do about it am i going to see him again da, 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 da. uh but i was able to put all that into into this this performance i did and it helped with my, you know, mental, you know, my, my mental well-being. And again, uh, when he came back, every, you know, like I did the show on FX called Over There, where I got to play uh, a soldier uh, in the U.S. Army. And look, it's not the same thing playing a soldier and being a soldier. Yeah. Um, but I did get to look in just a tiny peek into his world, you know, what it was like. And it helped me connect with him in that sense. And I was like, what a gift this is. Like so many, so many people just they, they, they live this one life um, and it's beautiful however it comes. But like how, how lucky am I that I get to, you know, experience bits and pieces of different parts of life. And, uh, and that was a wonderful experience. Um, uh, and then also 
you know, the stuff with my son happened seven years ago. And just recently on this project that I'm currently working on, I'm actually about to fly out tomorrow that I can't talk about yet. Um, I, I, I am reliving that trauma and putting it into my work. But I promise you, as sucky it is it, as it is on the day, it helps me with the healing process. I don't think I'll ever be healed from what we've been through, yeah. but uh, it becomes more and more manageable. You know, like you always have that scar. It won't ever go away, but it just, you know, starts blending in more and more smoothly. So I just found the, the power of these certain performances. So over there was one. Um, uh, and this this one coming up but at the end of yeah. the year will, will be another one. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you very much for sharing that. And like, you know, just something you said there too, about seeing different perspectives, not only like, I love the fact that like, I'm no, 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 no joke. I'm getting goosebumps right now about you being able to connect with your brother. Right. I have a really good friend who's in the Navy. Uh, my wife's uh, brother is in the army and it's like, you want to connect. You want to say thank you for your service, but like, you want to know like everything that goes in. And when you, when you sit down with them and just kind of have a one-on-one, you learn a bit more about their mindset, but you getting a chance to look at people's views and different lenses as you come on these different characters what a great way that you can also learn and, and give that knowledge to your son right in the yeah. sense of like yeah not, again art portray art imitates life and life imitates art but if there's certain things that as your son gets older he goes through it's like you know what i kind of you, you like sure like look i know it's not the same thing like you just said to me about playing as you know a military person as opposed to actually doing it but like this is what I took away from that experience training into or acting in this role that you're something similar you're going with, with, and this is what I was trying to project and feel. Right. So yeah, you, you know, this better than I do because you're an actor, but I'm just saying like, I just feel like you will be able to, you know, share things with your son as he grows up. If you kind of experience certain things through different roles, right? 100% that there, there is, I mean, there is no one way to live life and there's so many different perspectives of life and and to be accepting of that, you know, like, um, uh, yeah, being an actor forces you to view life from different viewpoints. And it's, yeah. that's why I, I tend to get along with people, even if I disagree with them, you know, like, because I appreciate that people are different, you know? So, I mean, that's kind of what I've taken out of it. Great perspective. All right, Not to say there isn't a line, there is a line, <laughs> um, but you know, my line is pretty flexible. I mean, it's pretty, pretty generous. <laughs> good, like no just a good caveat being like hey I, but this is the thing like you're gonna draw a line somewhere i love that yeah. um a couple more questions before we finish off with the fatherhood quick five we're both star wars geeks obviously you're playing dr pershing i gotta say man like how does it feel from going to being one of the characters that like people really like hated because you had to love to hate him because obviously the stuff that he was doing with grogu and you're like where's this going how's he doing this stuff so now it's like you're kind of like people are rooting for you like in this season the mandalorian season three like my family and I are watching this and we're like, what is he doing? Like, why can't he, you know, dude, I, I obviously, you know, you can't say anything further until the episode yeah. air, but like, it's crazy to see like how you're like, oh, this guy's going to like, you know, hurt Grogu. And then it's like, oh, he's actually, he's got a good story. There's a good back again, learning more about certain perspectives in life. Talk a little bit about your experience from being like the guy that was hated. The guys like people are cheering for now. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's weird because, um, some people, some people, like people got very different things out of, out of that character from the day one. Like there okay. was people who were like, oh, he's evil. He's experimenting on Grogu. And then there was also people who were like, thank you for like protecting Grogu. Like he yeah. would have been dead <laughs> if it wasn't for you. And, and there's truth to both of them. 
And I was clueless as to which I'm just like informed by the lines, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, lines like uh, uh, I'm just protecting him. I'm protecting him. Don't, you know, don't shoot. I'm, uh, you know, that those kind of lines like inform me or the fact that he's, you know, a little bit more hesitant on doing these experiments with for Moff Gideon that have, you know, will cross the ethical ba ethical boundaries. Um, um, so I've always loved and I, I think the the morally gray characters in star wars and i know star wars tends to be a typical like white and black good yeah. and bad but that's why you know the story of anakin is my favorite um of all the characters because first of all it's the most fleshed out but um i just love that inner struggle i think all of us have that inner struggle to a certain extent in real life um so i don't know i you know where this ride goes we'll find out who knows but um i just it's one of the best experiences of my life and and um I love, I love that. I can't, I can't even put my thumb on this character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing, man. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, it's really cool to see. And obviously like for someone who likes to collect, connect the dots and obviously people are probably asking you, but like your, your character now is very crucial to the sequels, right? To like rise of Skywalker, possibly in the sense of like the clone um, and all that. Yeah. Sure. Seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> but for you, the, the whole cookies thing, like love way you guys are all kind of like, you know, in the in you know just in the um commentary talk a little bit about stuff and like well what do you like what do you miss most like about the empire nothing and like no food like whatever and you're like oh the the cookies on set were you guys making a joke it's like the whole like the shirt like you see darth Vader, it's like come to the dark side we got cookies like that was was that even talked about at all or no <laughs> um i don't remember to be honest with you dude this was like 18 months ago this was, okay. two, <laughs> this was about two years ago um i i think we were just more like <laughs> the, the popsicles just tasted like floor dude i remember we were talking about that i'm like what is this even edible uh, you can like it was like you can knock it against the door like the the table and it'll make like that kind of sound um and it's funny because uh, everybody watches like oh is that gonna be the next thing at like you know galaxy's edge and disney world and disneyland uh, like popsicles you're I mean, like no they shouldn't be right <laughs> i mean not the way that they gave it to us no they'd have to make a whole new recipe but the cookies were actually i enjoyed them Nice. um they were they were they were coconut heavy and you know I, I thought they were quite delicious so nice. um but yeah I don't, I don't remember and then it was just i think it was gatorade in those on those cups we were drinking <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah again uh like i guess i'm a big a voice uh actor fan i love yeah. the fact that not only are you i mean when you're doing a live action right there's there's your tone and the way your your physicalness and like the way you're you know you can like make a facial gestures or you know physical gestures and all that stuff i feel like when you're voice acting it all's gotta i mean the artists do a great job i get that but it's for you as a voice actor it's got to come through through your voice and all the different things that maybe someone will see during a live action so and again i love the fact that you were talking about hawkman what it means to be like play someone who is a middle eastern superhero right and then also yeah. to sharing something like so you got a lot of cool dad street cred not only you're in star wars you brought him to coruscant but then you're like a superhero as well like for days you got like mad dad respect from your son but talk a little bit about voice acting what that meant for you sir um well you know like what it meant for me is you know you you're you're limited to a certain extent by your looks right i i am short i am i look like this i am you know brown skin you know middle eastern yeah you you have to make these judgments on me physically in order to cast me in front of the camera but if you just want my voice it opens the doors for me to be Hawkman. I would never play Hawkman. 
like on screen. I mean, these are pretty impressive, but like <laughs> <laughs> these, I would never, they would never cast me. Um, so it opens up the doors to pl- to play all these humans or non-humans and, and you can have fun and you can sound silly and and you really have to let go of any inhibition you have to be a successful voice actor. And it's something I, I like the pro voice actors who do this primarily for their living. They are like, I am like college basketball to their NBA. Like those guys are phenomenally, like just, just uberly talented. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can do what they can do, but I can, you know, still do my best. But um, I just love the, 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 the amount of doors it opens when you're a voice actor. And then also love that you don't have to worry about how you look and you can go in your pajamas and <laughs> um, you could crank out like five episodes in like two hours, you know, like I like that kind of stuff. Nice. Love it. Thank you very much for sharing that. Now we got the yeah. father of quick five favorite yeah. family movie. Do you guys have one right now? Uh, yeah, I think it's gotta be, um, uh, princess Brian right now. Nice. That's so nice. much so that I think we're going to go as uh, he's going to go as Wesley. I'm going to go as Andre the giant. And then my wife's going to go as Inigo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> Fatherhood parenting done. Right. I love that. Yeah. Rock that. Nice music genre or band or artist. You can't wait to introduce your son to. I've introduced him to so much. There's nothing I have I I I am specifically waiting on. Okay. There's more movies that I'm waiting on for him to okay. get a yeah. little bit older. Um, but the Beatles um was was something that I, I I really like wanted to share with him. And then he's a he was a massive Beatles. You know how they they're fans of things for like two months at a time. <laughs> um so I mean, yeah, I just for me it was always the Beatles. That's what I wanted to share with him, and I did right away. Yeah. Nice. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Yeah, it probably sounds cheesy, but um, Disney World. Of course, that age <laughs> yeah. is perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Disney geek. Like, I, I it makes me so happy to be there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that to me is it would sound it would be amazing to share it with him. Nice. Favorite for you? Favorite Star Wars character? Do you have one? Uh, I mentioned it earlier. It is Anakin. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. I, yeah. It just yeah. just because yeah. it's the most fleshed out character I think in all of Star Wars, yeah. and and just the the inner struggle is fascinating to me as a human being as an actor yeah no doubt and lastly top three words you hope your son would use to describe you as a dad what would you want them to be we talked about that as well it's not three words it's gonna be four words but not afraid of failure not afraid of failure yes yeah three three words right there where can people i know you don't tweet and like on you're not on instagram that much but where can people find you sir you can find me on twitter right now for the time being there's a lot of changes coming on twitter that i don't I don't know how I'm going to, how it's going to yeah. sit with me when it's all done. Um, yep. I'm there right now. I do have an account on Instagram, but I don't, it's not very active. Okay. Um, but just, yeah, tweet at me right now. That's where to find me. And it could change in two months time. We'll see. Cool. Again, I know you're super busy. It's been such an honor to chat with you. And again, just Likewise, you, yeah. you sharing that picture. I'm like, I got to see if you can get him on the show. So, th- and again, like you said, you go, you're going on your next project. You're leaving tomorrow. But again, I appreciate making time for this. I wish you and your family continued success, sir. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. I want to thank Medila for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. They are doing some great work to help families and especially moms get back into the workforce. Make sure you go to medila.us slash kin for more information on their fantastic kin program. And while you're on the internet, make sure you check out artoffatherhood.net. Check out the podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You have a chance to win some cool prizes over at my website. See reviews, see funny articles, and also stories about dads doing it right. And again, thanks for checking out this week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I appreciate your support where I'm trying to build up fatherhood and families.
Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.